Welcome Revelation TV viewers. This is God Day and I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. And uh, I want to share with you right now the wonderful truths of what happened when you were born again. Um, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, you are born again. We're, we're going to talk about that. God did, and that's a real thing. God did a miracle in your spirit. Uh, in fact, uh, this is something so remarkable, we can't really talk enough about it. We need to understand, you see, that God made us in three dimensions. Uh, just like God, it really is, is three in one. Uh, so we are three in one, uh, spirit, soul, and body. Obviously, we know what our body is. It's, it's, it's our physical, it's that which we can see. It's our, our physical, uh, and that's really just the outward, uh, the outward wrapping. The Bible calls it the outer man. And, uh, but deeper within, we are a soul. The soul of man is his, his mind, his will, his emotions. Uh, his heart is, is at the core of his soul. His personality, all of this is, is our soul. And so our soul inhabits our body and expresses itself through our physical body. But even deeper still is the essence of man, and he is a spirit. And uh, in fact, in Genesis 2, we see this because in the way that God created man, he first of all formed the clay, the, the body, and then he breathed into man the breath of life. And he, God breathed his spirit into man. And then it says, uh, and, and so that is the very life of God. Uh, and so man was born spiritually alive by the breath of God. And that's why our spirit lives forever. And it says that when God breathed into man the breath of life, man became a living soul. Literally, that's what it is. He became a living soul. So in the fusion of the spirit and the body, a soul was created. But even deeper than the soul is your spirit. So you need to understand that you are not your thoughts. You are not your emotions. You are, in, in, a, in the essential level, you are a spirit. You are a spirit created in the image of God who is spirit. And you have thoughts. You have emotions. But you are something deeper. And it's important to understand that you are a spirit. You have a soul. And you, uh, you, you live in a body. And so what happened in the new birth? What happened when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you submitted your heart to him and you put your trust in him for your salvation, your forgiveness, your eternal life? What happened was that, that by doing that, you gave God permission to do a miracle in your spirit. Your spirit was changed from death to life, from darkness to light. Hallelujah. It's the greatest miracle ever. And um, I want to share with you uh, in more detail about what God did in you, because that will change your self-image. You know, your thoughts may, may be 
not always good. Your emotions may not always be good, but un understand you are not your thoughts. You are not your emotions. At the essential level, you are a spirit. And if you are born again, you are a reborn spirit. You are a spirit born of love. Uh, you are a new creation through the new birth. So you need to know who you are as a as reborn. You've been reborn from the dead. Hallelujah. You're a child of God. And once you know the truth of who you are, then you can start living out from that reality. All right. The enemy will always try and get you into your thoughts, into your emotions and, and convince you that you're, you're nothing. But actually, you are something. You, you are a reborn spirit. You are a child of God. And so Jesus, let's start in John 3, where Jesus talked about this. He said a number of times, three times he said, you must be born again. This is essential because whatever good works you put on, the Bible says they're just dead works. If your spirit stays, you know, in darkness, under the power of sin, uh, whatever you do outwardly can't change that fact. Only God can get on the inside of you and change you from the inside out by his grace. And that starts by the new birth. And, the, and Jesus said in John 3, 3, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You, you enter the kingdom of God by being born into the kingdom of God. And then he says in verse 5, unless you are born of water and of the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. You need two births. Number one, you must be born of water. That's talking about the water of your mother's womb. And then secondly, you must have a second birth, which is the rebirth of your spirit. So the first is the birth of your flesh. The sec second is the rebirth of your spirit. And Jesus confirms that in verse 6. He says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, the bad news is, that which is born of the flesh carries the nature of the flesh that we inherit from Adam, which is corrupted by sin. So that which is from our flesh has, has, the, is, it has a corruption of sin upon it. But the good news is that which is born of the Spirit, the Spirit of God, is spirit. And that means our reborn spirit actually has the nature of Christ in it. it because it, from its origin is the Spirit of God. And so if you're born again, you, though your flesh is under the power of sin, your spirit is under the power of holiness and righteousness. Praise God. And the Bible calls this the new creation man, or the new man. Praise God. And so we're going to talk about and, and let you understand who you are, because actually you're, you are glorious on the inside. You know, when the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, goodness, faithfulness, all these things come from your spirit. It talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and that is the Holy Spirit, yes, but it's also your reborn spirit has that nature that's been imparted to it by the Holy Spirit. And so you, we can bring these things forth in our life. But first, we need to realize who we really are. And then we can walk worthy of who we are in our spirit. Yes, your thoughts may sometimes be out of line. But who you are in Christ is 
is solid, solid truth. And the more we learn to, to trust in our, who we are in our spirit, the more the real you will start to come forth. Hallelujah. All right, so uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Let, let's see some scriptures just to build you up in who you are in your spirit, who you are in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, so if you're in Christ, this is true about you. He is a new creation. Praise God. That old spirit, that old man no longer exists because you have now become a new creation. Yes, your body is pretty much the same. Uh, your mind, uh, your soul is, is, is kind of the same, although God is changing it day by day. But what is a totally new creation is your spirit. And the Holy Spirit, it's so perfect that the Holy Spirit has come and lived inside your spirit. Do you remember what Jesus talked about the old wineskin and the new wineskin? He says, you can't put the new wine into an old wineskin. Why not? Because it can't handle it. It will just break. And you can't put the new wine of the spirit into the old wineskin of your old man, your old spirit. And so what he says is you, you have to, first of all, renew the wineskin by rubbing oil in it. That's what they would do with an old wineskin. They'd rub oil in it and make it a brand, like a brand new wineskin. Then you can put the new wine into that wineskin. And in the same way, when you're born again, the oil of the Holy Spirit remakes your spirit, recreates your spirit, makes it perfect, and now you can carry the Holy Spirit within your spirit, and he comes and lives inside you. Praise God. So if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Your old spirit man passes away. Behold, all things become new. Now, all things are of God, and that includes your spirit. Your spirit now is of God. You are dynamic in your spirit. Praise God. And uh, as you renew your mind, and Romans 12 talks about this, as you renew your mind to who you are in Christ, in your spirit, it says you are transformed. And the transformation is metamorphosis, which means what the realities that are true for you in your spirit start to come forth and come into your soul and into your life. The love of God that's in your spirit will now start to show in your life. Uh, praise God. And so how did this uh, come about? What we need to understand is this was done through the death and resurrection of Christ, and it's through our identification with Christ. And when you accept Christ as your Lord, you give him permission to do this transaction. You see, what he did on the cross is he took your old man in Adam and he crucified it. He took it to the cross because that's all it deserved. And that, that canceled out the old man. And then he put, because you're in Christ now, and Christ was raised from the dead, praise God, and received all the blessing of God. So when you are put in Christ, through that identification with Christ, the Holy Spirit uh, causes you to share in the power of his resurrection. And God's resurrection power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, came into your spirit and raised your spirit from death to life. 
So now your spirit is victorious over sin, over death, over everything, because it, it, it is the same kind of life as the resurrected uh, Jesus had. We are identified with Jesus, and so we didn't just die with him, but we now live with him. We live by his life within us. And so the same kind of resurrected uh, uh, human spirit uh, that Jesus had, we now have in us. And as we learn to walk in that, we will experience his victory. Hallelujah. All right. Well, uh, I think we will go uh, to 1 Corinthians 15, 22. I just want to share these scriptures quickly with you now. And, and these are good scriptures that you can believe in them in your heart and speak them. And as you speak them from your heart, you are, uh, you are tuning into your spirit. Uh, as in Adam... 1 Corinthians 15, 22, as in Adam all die, so in Christ shall all be made alive. Hallelujah. There's death in Adam, but in Christ there is life. Um, praise God. 1 Corinthians 1, 30 says, you are in Christ Jesus, um, who became for us righteousness from God. You are righteous in your spirit. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, he made him that's Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us on the cross, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Your spirit is the righteousness of God. Yes, not all your thoughts and not all your actions are righteous, not yet, but your spirit, there's a spring of righteousness in your spirit. And the more you learn to walk by the spirit, that righteousness will shine forth in your life. But in your spirit, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Um, it says that um, God, you see, did all of this for you. The moment you accepted Jesus as your Lord, you gave him permission to put you in Christ. And then the, the resurrected life of Christ came into your spirit and made your spirit victorious. Let's... Uh, let's give you another verse on this. Let's go to Romans chapter 6, verse 3. He says, do you not know? We've got to know this stuff. Do you not know that as many of us as are baptized into Christ, that, that's what happened when you're born again. You are baptized, plunged into Christ, uh, into Christ Jesus. You were baptized into his death. So you were identified with his death and resurrection. And then it goes on and says in verse 4, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. Our old man died and it was buried. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we also should walk in newness of life. And what he's saying is we, we were identified with his resurrection. And the same as Jesus received that resurrection life from God, so now in Christ, that resurrection life is in us. So we can walk in newness of life. Praise God. For if we've been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Or literally, we shall be his resurrection. Praise God. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. That's talking about your old spirit man. 
that has been crucified. It's been put to death on the cross. Hallelujah. So that you are now a new man that consists of the resurrection, overcoming life of Christ. That's why the Bible says that believers are overcomers. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2 gives us a wonderful description of this. Verse 4, he says, God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses. The Bible says that we were spiritually dead. Our spirit existed, but it was dead in the sense that it was cut off from God's life. And, uh, and because our spirit was dysfunctioning, um, we came under the power of the sin nature. But Notice what God did. Number one, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So the first problem was that our spirit was dead because of sin. But then it says, when we were put in Christ, it says we were made alive with Christ. So God injected his life into our dead spirit and made our spirit alive. The same power that raised Jesus from death to life was applied to our spirit, changing it from death to life. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then secondly, it says that we were raised up. So in other words, the first thing that was imparted to us was the life of Christ. We were made alive together with Christ. So think of yourself that you are alive in Christ. Your spirit is alive. If you could have a spiritual telescope and look inside your spirit, you would be amazed at the glory of God that was in your spirit. Now, the second thing he did, he didn't just impart the life of God into your spirit, he imparted the victory of Christ into your spirit, raising your spirit far above, it says, all principalities and powers, above all curse, about everything that is of evil. We, before we were under the power of these things, but then we were raised above it in Christ. And so it says, you were made alive together with Christ. And then verse uh, six says, we were also raised together with Christ far above principalities and powers. So you've, you, you're not just alive in your spirit, your spirit has been raised above every evil force, above the power of Satan, above the power of the sin nature. Praise God. Above the curse, your spirit is above it. It, it can't be, to, be, be dominated by it anymore. Praise God. I would call this that victory was imparted to your spirit. The same victory that Jesus experienced in his resurrection is now in your spirit. You have been raised in your spirit far above these things. And then the third thing God did was he imparted authority and dominion to your spirit. So he goes even further by saying that our spirit is now enthroned in heavenly places. He says, uh, you were raised up together with Christ. And then he says, you were made to sit together with Christ in heavenly places. So you aren't just raised above those powers, but now you are enthroned above. Now you have been given authority and dominion. So your spirit is not just alive with Christ, it's not just victorious in Christ, but it also has dominion. That's why it says that, that it, as you learn to walk from your, live from your spirit, we will reign in life through Christ Jesus. This is, this is reality. This isn't just 
theory, your spirit really is being transformed. It really is a new creation. It really is, as it were, has the nature of a conqueror and a king. Hallelujah. And so going back to Romans 6, he says, likewise, verse 11, reckon yourselves, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Often people have trouble with that verse because he says, how can I reckon myself to be dead to sin when clearly I'm quite alive to sin? Because if we're honest, our flesh is alive to sin. Put it in certain circumstances and, and it's, it will certainly try and draw you into sin. Uh, so what does it mean that we are dead to sin? Because the word to reckon is an accountancy term, all right? It's, I, you know, that you reckon on what you have in the bank, for instance. You, you count on that. So if, if you get a bank statement saying you've got 100 pounds in your bank, you reckon on that and you live your life accordingly. You can't, don't spend more than that. Uh, and so if it says reckon yourselves dead to sin, this must be a solid fact you know, that you can base your life upon, that you can live from that reality. And so clearly your flesh is not dead to sin, but it doesn't say reckon your flesh. It says reckon yourselves. In other words, the real you. And who is the real you? It's your spirit, your spirit man, the new man, the new creation man. That's the real you. And he says, you've got to reckon yourselves dead to sin. Hallelujah. Your spirit is now dead to sin. Sin doesn't touch your spirit. Your spirit is, has the perfect righteousness of Christ in it. So reckon yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Your spirit is alive. It's alive to God. Your spirit's in communion with God. You're alive to God. Hallelujah. Live out from that reality. Whatever's going on in your mind, this is true about your spirit. Believe it, and then you can live out from it. Um, uh, let's go to uh, uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. He says, He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom, in Christ, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our sins. Praise God. Um, Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse, having become a curse for us, for it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. So because you're in Christ now, you are under the blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham is yours, and it flows from God into your spirit and then into your life. And the more you walk in the spirit, the more that blessing will be manifested in your life. Romans 8, 37 says, yes, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. That's reality in your spirit. You are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. Uh, Ephesians 2.10 says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. That's talking about your reborn spirit. It has the capability to do all kinds of awesome good works. It's in your spirit. And as you walk out from that spiritual reality, you will experience that reality. In, in Ephesians, I don't have the reference, but I think it's Ephesians 4. It says that you are now a new man. And the new man, that's your new spirit man, is created after God in perfect 
holiness and righteousness in the image of God. In other words, your new man, your new spirit man is, is righteous. You're not just legally righteous before God, but your spirit is actually righteous. You see, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord, your righteousness is imputed to you. It's put to your account. You are clothed with his righteousness. You are justified. You are forgiven and justified before God. That's imputed righteousness. But that is only step one. That connects you to God now. Legally now, the sin barrier is removed. You can be made uh, one with God. And once that union with God is achieved, then his life, his righteousness, his living righteousness can flow into your spirit and make you born again. You become a new creation. Praise God. That's imparted righteousness. Hallelujah. And that's a reality in your spirit. And as you believe these truths and start living out from these truths, and I would recommend even confessing, I am a spirit. I am a new born spirit. I'm a reborn spirit. I have been ra- I am raised with Christ. I'm alive with Christ. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loved me. I am a new man created after the image of God in true holiness and righteousness. And as we walk by the Spirit, then the life of Jesus will come forth. And that's what it means really by walking in newness of life. He says through this you can walk in newness of life because when you're walking after the flesh, you're walking by a rule book, I ought to do this, I ought to do this, and it's kind of dead. It's the deadness of the letter. But when you're living out moment by moment, trusting in the spirit of life flowing out of your new man, then you walk in newness of life. Let me finish with Romans 5.17. He says, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign as a king in life by Jesus Christ. Praise God. If we have received his gift of righteousness and now moment by moment we are to receive by faith the abundance of grace, praise God, that flows from our spirit, flows from the Holy Spirit, we will, have, we will be able to reign in life. I love that. We can have mastery over the things of this life. What I've learned myself is the more I struggle in my flesh to achieve things, the more frustrating it is because the more I depend on myself, the more I get into the flesh and in my own capability. And I've realized there's not a lot I can do that's of much worth. But if I release control to God and trust in him and his life in me, then that life, in in a sense, you are, because you have a connection to God, because your spirit is reborn, you are connected to the life of God. And the life of God wants to flow out from your spirit as rivers of living water. And if you will trust in the life of God that's in you, and live out from that, it will, it will fill your emotions, it will fill your thoughts and give you wisdom. And then you will find, you will live on a higher level. So remember, you are in Christ and Christ is in you. Let that reality sink deep in your heart. 